Hey, it's Maggie. I can't get to my phone right now. You know what to do. Dude, Maggie, I have something to tell you. You gotta call me back. Man, she's educated. Her <laughs> master's degree came in a little bit of handy. <laughs> Go Thailand. Go Thailand. Fuck it up. Snaps for Thailand. Opened the garage door, ran inside, locked the door, sprinted downstairs, and covered myself up in blankets. Because that would protect me from aliens. Okay, Tia. I feel like I can't really speak to this without sounding like a crazy vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Maggie. And Tia. And this This is is Call Your BFF. Here we are. We're back. We're back, bitches. Episode... 11. It's 11 already? Yeah, we made it to double digits. Holy cow. That's wild. We also have, I think the last time I checked, we were at like 600 downloads. That's so many. So I haven't even listened to our episode, so it'll be 601 I know. by the end of the day. Uh, we have a new... Do you have a new country? Yeah, we're going to start doing a segment called New Country. <laughs> <gasps> you know what we could do? What we do is every time there's a new country, and we'll like do one with every country we have so far, is we find something from their culture that we can eat or drink. Oh. And we can eat it or drink it and talk about it. Yeah. Wait, I love that. Okay, I'm going to look up a fun fact about this one that we can do today. Ooh, yeah, that'll be fun too. And fun I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves because there's, there's a we lot are. of countries, but like the possibility of us really reaching that many more are pretty slim. <laughs> there are a lot of countries in this world, so I mean... Oh, wait. I just looked it up and I'm now connecting the dots of why this country is a new country. What country is it? Our new country is Thailand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sebs and Jarrett. Okay, Sabrina, we <laughs> get it. You just want to be mentioned on the podcast again. <laughs> she just wants to be a part of it. But... Um, Every Thank you That's so for funny. the downloads from Thailand. On their honeymoon. So That is so funny. They have lots of elephants and monkeys in Thailand. They also have chips that are flavored as sushi. Ooh. Because Sab sent me a picture of it and she told me Wait, that I would love that. It was really... I know. That's why I, was, I asked. I was like, how was that one? She was like, it was such like a mind fucky one because it legit straight up tastes like a sushi roll, but it's like chip texture. Wow. So like that would be really confusing for the brain. Hmm. And then there's another chip. I can't remember what it was. My fun fact that I had found before yeah. we realized that this was just sabs, but now we're just going to go with it, <laughs> <laughs> is that the Thai language includes 76 characters. Wow. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. 44 consonants and 32 vowels. That's, That's like crazy. way more than ours. They are also the only Southeast Asian country that was never colonized by a European power. Nice. Good for you guys. Go Thailand. Go Thailand. Fuck it up. Snaps for Thailand. <laughs> so that is our new country of besties. Of the week. Even though it's been debunked. They're U.S. besties. <laughs> They're U.S. besties that just happen to be in Thailand. But That is so funny. We'll let you know when we get another one. Maybe we'll backtrack and do all the rest of the countries because we've got a few. Yeah, there's still some good ones. Yeah. So that's our new segment here on the podcast. If you would like fun facts about other countries, please travel to those countries and download from there. Listen to us. (laughs) Yes. Download and we will shout you out. Yeah. And assume it's probably Sabs. 
<laughs> we ask a lot of our followers. We don't care if you subscribe or follow us on Instagram or do anything. We just ask that you travel to another country and download from there so we can add another country to our list. And that way we learn and become even more educated. You're helping your favorite two besties be the smartest besties. Become the most and cultured. Cultured mm-hmm. bunch. Let's go. Love it. All right. On that note, that's kind of on a similar note of the world. I would say so. Extinential. I'm still going to continue to say that word wrong. Questions to ask anybody. I'm feeling existential. Yeah. What is ex existential? Is that like, I've always heard it in like the term of like crisis. So existential is like deeper thinking where it's like, that's so hard to describe. It's like bigger than ourselves. It's like very worldly and like theological at the same time. So like there's actually like existential therapy where it's helping someone work through existential crisis basically of like when we feel like we're so small in the world and that we can't really impact the world. But actually we do have an impact on the world, if that makes sense. That's pretty cool. I like it. That's some deep shit. But today we're in the mood to get deep. We're in the mood to use our brains on this fine snow day. Yes. <laughs> So our first existential question of the day, should happiness come easy to us or should we have to work hard to find it? Hmm. I feel like it should come easy. Yeah. We should be able to just be happy. I think happiness should come easy, but I can definitely see us humans making it hard on ourselves to find it easy Mm -hmm. to be happy. Because I think about like all the emotions that we have, like, we need to have the not so fun emotions. So when we do feel happy, it actually feels happy. Yeah. And like feels like it's fueling us. Cause if we were like that all the time, like that'd also be kind of exhausting to be like happy all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it should be like hard, hard though, either though. That's so hard. Cause there's so many like events and stuff. You know what I always get hung up on is, is like, and I struggled with this a lot during COVID was yeah. like, trying to work and do my little emails and do my little social Mm -hmm. media posts while like ignoring the fact that like people were like dying or like stuff was going on more so like I know um like during the pandemic but also like the rioting and everything like that it was like Mm -hmm. definitely one of these exponential things of like nothing I'm doing right now is important because there are so many other horrible things Mm -hmm. happening but um, I don't know where I was going with that. But stuff like that makes it hard to be happy when it's like when Mm -hmm. you're just like, if you were to like wake up and just be like positive, but then not recognize all the like the hurt and stuff, I guess that's where that's why these questions are existential. Well, it's like hard too to find that balance because like we don't want to be like ignorant to everything going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Like they always do say ignorance is bliss. So maybe the people who are happy all the time are very ignorant and living in bliss true but also it can be like really like damning and damaging to think about all the turmoil and bad that's happening in our world too so it's almost like finding like whatever your balance is of being informed and still being able to like feel like you're giving to society too yeah or to yourself even dang maybe we should have just made each one of these questions its own podcast episode honestly (laughs) (laughs) all right Are we alone in the universe? I think you know my answer to this one. I think there's definitely aliens. 
There is 1,000% aliens. Okay, speaking of ignorance is bliss. How ignorant of us to think to that we are the only, yes, we are the only people or humans or life forms that have complex thinking abilities. Out of all the freaking universes and all the planets, we haven't even traveled to all the planets. I definitely think there's aliens. And they've been like slowly leaking stuff out of the government yeah. about aliens though too. So like, there's still shit that we don't know about that happened. I do recognize how much world chaos there would be if one day they were like, okay, everybody, just so you know, there's eight other planets out there that have living beings on them and they all hate us. Yeah. <laughs> this tracks. Like, well, we, we also aren't a huge fan of us either. So maybe we could be friends. Yeah. We, ha- we have mutual agreement on that. Yeah. So like, At least we cool. agree we suck. <laughs> Also, where did the thing of, like, we come in peace come from? Yeah. Like, why do we think aliens have hands like this? Or giant foreheads. Right. Like, what if they just look just like us and they're just walking around with us? Did I ever tell you about the one time I swore I saw a UFO? In Wisconsin? Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that? I don't think so. I was, I think it was my senior year of high school, and I was, like, at a friend's house, and I was driving home, and I saw these, like, red, blue, and green flashing lights in a circle and I was like oh my fucking god that is a UFO so I'm like freaking out and this is still like a five minute drive yet to my house I'm like eyeballing it and thank god there's not a lot of cars out because I was like freaking out not driving the greatest and I could see it like still like near my house and I was like it's gonna freaking probe me like it's coming for me like very like self-centered to you at that moment (laughs) and I like opened the garage door ran inside locked the door sprinted downstairs and covered myself up in blankets because that would protect me from aliens. Yeah. Okay, Tia. But, like, at our house that we were living in, too, like, my basement doesn't have any windows or anything. So, I'm like, I'm safe. They're taking my family. So, I was, like, radically accepting that my family was probably going to be gone tomorrow. <laughs> and I was too chicken shit to go upstairs to tell everyone to come downstairs because we were getting probed. <laughs> and I told my well, – obviously, it didn't happen. Woke up the next day. Everyone was fine. And I told them. My mom's like – if that did happen, like, how guilty would you feel this morning if, like, none of us were here? <laughs> Sorry, It's, like, Mom. fair, but I was so scared. <laughs> so maybe we were probed and we don't know and we're still probed, but. True. Should we do the next one? Sure. What genetic enhancement could make humanity a better species? Morals. Ethics. Humility? Common sense. Ooh. Actually, Ooh. yeah, I changed my answer. Common sense. <laughs> Because I think common sense would also hit all of the things we just said. (laughs) I like it. I don't think there's much more we can say about that. That's just that about wraps it up. That one. Yep. That one wasn't hard. Easy. Done. (laughs) Under the next. Do our lives benefit from the hardships we go through? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like bad saying it sometimes because I know that there have been people that have gone through. A lot, but I definitely mm-hmm. feel like not that everything happens for a reason, but I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think it does make people stronger. Like, even 100%. if it is a very unfortunate, like, tragic situation, not that you, like, wish that that would happen on somebody to, like, teach them a lesson grow. or grow, but in the, like, in the sense it kind of does. I agree. Like, I feel like. Each of our paths are so unique and different. And like, if everything was easy for all of us, 
we probably wouldn't be who we are today. And like, yeah. who knows like how chaotic that could be or maybe really freeing, who knows? But I think our hardships are what puts us outside of our comfort zones. And when I, okay, I'm thinking like healthy and safe hardships. Yeah. Like the ones that are like traumatic and chaotic, like yeah. no one should have to go through that. But like the ones that like are like a hardship that's healthy and not traumatic, I think do really shape us and help us grow and help us see from different points of views. I think it gives people a lot of like empathy too, which yeah. if you've never experienced any hardship, you've it's harder mm-hmm. to like relate to somebody who has. Hardships are not the good ships. No. And they rock the boat. Stick to the friendships. Yep, we like friendships better. And the cruise <laughs> and the cruise ships. Those are pretty fun. Yes. <laughs> mm. Are all people born equally or are people born with more or fewer opportunities than others? I feel like this one's pretty easy. People are definitely not born equal. <laughs> no, not even close. I, I and think that, like, that's... pulls in so many different things. Yeah, and like I have heard like the argument of like quote of like everyone's given the same opportunity at birth. That's like, no. You, people have different opportunities the first five seconds of their birth. Some people might not have had oxygen for the first five seconds of their life. Right. Or when you think about, okay, like all the Kardashian babies mm-hmm. have a very different life than us common folk who are having babies. Mm-hmm. So like, I even think about just like socioeconomic status, race, gender, culture, like everything impacts this poor innocent baby who knows nothing and is already put into some like societal pressure. Right. Straight out the womb. On the flip side, I think at certain points in life, not that you even out, but I do believe that everybody Mm -hmm. has equal opportunity with an asterisk (laughs) because some people have to work a hell of a lot harder than other people. Yes. But that's not to say that you could come from the worst childhood and have not two pennies to rub together your entire life and work your ass off to get into a really good college Mm -hmm. and become a doctor. The same way that somebody who did grow up with money could go to a really great school and become a doctor. And then you both two end up on the exact same, you know, Mm -hmm. place. But I think like, that's a lot harder said than done. And I think that argument is flawed in a lot of ways, because you always hear like the success stories of like, oh, the basketball player that like, the Michael Jordan story, like got cut from his team and like, didn't have a lot of money and turned out to be one of the biggest success. Like, that's great. That's like one in a million. Um, Not everybody has that, but yes, you do have to work very hard to like come out of that. And it's not just like, not everybody's handed like here, go to college on a silver platter. Right. And I think about going back to our genetic one too. Like if there was that common sense, like (laughs) people would work like the ones that are just like handed everything to wouldn't just like, run with it like they'd probably work hard follow through with it because I think there are so many stereotypes of like the trust fund babies Mm -hmm. versus like those that come from nothing yeah and the unfortunate side of it is like the piece of money and all of it and financial status is like I know if I wanted to build some you know huge corporation and become a Mm -hmm. marketing agency of some sort I could but I have a lot of financial and time constraints that restrict me from doing that. And you could say like a uh, lack of ambition to do it too. But like, 
Mm-hmm. It's more so of like I don't have thousands and millions of dollars to like invest into something like that. To throw around. Exactly. Like when you're being realistic too. You it, and though. I could become president, but it would take a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> it would. And a lot of money. Yeah. We don't have. Mm-hmm. So here's our plug yet again. Yeah. Once again. Help us become rich. We ask you. <laughs> our fellow Americans and all of our other countries that listen to us. <laughs> yeah, that's my spiel. Mm-hmm. I think this one kind of bleeds into it a little bit, but does absolute power corrupt absolutely? I guess that's a little confusing. Was the absolutely but the answer? <laughs> I, I, I think it should be an exclamation yeah, point, exactly. not a question mark. I definitely think power. Money is power, which is everything that is corrupt in our world. Mm-hmm. Yes, literally everything. Yes, everything revolves around it. Check. Done. <laughs> oh. Some of these are easy. Under the next. Do you think humans are born with ethics or do we learn them through life? Now, this is where I think we're all born with that piece. We don't have opportunity. (laughs) We're not born with equal opportunity, but we are born with morals and ethics and a right or wrong. I think this goes into like the nature nurture debate too, where I think like we are born a blank slate. And you see like a lot of research about like kids who like, are nice to everyone and like don't see a lot of like the corruptness that we see later on in life. So I think a lot of it is like we are born with like the ethics and then our culture comes in and kind of spices it up, jambles it around and creates, yeah, the wrong type of spice people. (laughs) Um, But then create some of that like power differentials, stereotypes of like gender, stereotypes of race and all these different things. Cause Kids don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I do think like the interesting piece of this, and I haven't like studied psychopaths, but um, just from like documentaries and stuff like that is like, there is something there to like people that mm-hmm. do horrific things yeah. and, and brain and brain act structure. on them because I know that there are, have that brain structure, but don't act on that. But mm-hmm. like, then that's a whole different, like how are some people like structured that way and what makes that happen? Mm-hmm. But I have to believe that at some point they were pure, I right. would assume. I would assume so, too. There's this one college professor who was trying to study it. I can't remember if it was narcissists or psychopaths. It was one of the two. And he was asking, like, different college kids to come through and ask, like, different personality tests and questions and, like, what they do. And the professor, like, did it himself as well and was conducting the research and found that he was, what if it was a narcissist or psychopath, and he never acted on any of those urges, whereas, like, others that he found did act on those. So it was kind of, like, hmm. what different life paths people can take and choose where, like, he chose, like, even though he is, like, self-centered in a way, he still chose, like, go to school and become really fixated on, like, learning and growing rather than himself. fixated on, like, his urges to, like, harm other people yeah. or to do different things. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think I remembered what it yeah. was. That's an interesting twist too with like, not that it's like an addictive thing, but of like mm-hmm. taking that and putting it into something else instead of right. acting on, but you're kind of doing it subconsciously. Right. And I feel like that can be anyone, even if there's like a personality disorder or not, like we all get to choose the path that we take and what morals we follow. And um, like, I know people who have the worst upbringing yet are amazing people. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, people who grew up in amazing supportive households who are just assholes of a person. Yeah. 
So it's so interesting how like we have that like control as well, but then also like those different factors of like how we were raised, what was our mental health like, do we have trauma, like all of these different things that can like encapsulate into us. And we have the power to decide what we allow to dictate what we do. Yeah. It's wild. Dang, these are deep. These are deep. <laughs> do you think certain life forms have more of a right to live than others? No. no. It makes me sad. I do not. I feel like I can't really speak to this without sounding like a crazy vegan, (laughs) but I like, I understand the reason that we have chicken farms and cow farms and like the argument that like, oh, like these chickens were only produced to be food, but that just makes me so sad. (laughs) It is sad when you think about it that way. Yeah. But like, it's very, uh, I think my dad had said it one time because I know when it was like I think my summer between junior and senior year that I just completely went vegan like overnight Mm -hmm. thought it was interesting because I had read a book on it and like all these studies it was literally like a textbook and then I decided to try it and then I really dug into it and whatever but here you are today still yes here I am today and people are like oh is it health or this or that I'm like I just it's just kind of everything at this point but My dad grew up on a farm and was like, it's just not like hard to wrap his head around. He gets it. But he's like, it's just such a like so different from how I was raised because we literally raised cows to eat them and we had chickens to eat. Like they were our form of food. We took care of them and made Mm -hmm. sure that they were healthy and they had like this life so that like that we could eat Eat them. them. And I was like, but like what you just said. Like, I totally get it. But in my head, my head's just like, why? I've always been a why person. Like, I've always asked why about everything. And it's like, but why? Like, oh, we raised millions of cows just to slaughter them. I'm like, okay, but why? (laughs) Well, because they're (laughs) meant for food. I'm like, but they could just be cute and fluffy. You do love cows, too. (laughs) But they are so cute. I feel like I would have a hard time being a farmer like that and, like, having to butcher animals. Because, like, I love animals and I grow an attachment to Mm -hmm. them. And also, I love a good burger. So, yeah. like, I, I get where if I was the one that was doing it, I would really struggle with yeah. it. Yeah. But I've always said, too, like, when people are like, oh, do you th- ever think you'll eat meat again? I think I would eat it, like, n- not the whole, like, ethics argument thing. But, like, if it was, yeah. like, ethically, like, what my dad says, like, if I were to, like, live close to a place that, like, farmed and raised cows and ha- had them the opportunity to, like, live a f- life before they slaughtered them, mm-hmm. then yeah, I probably would. I just choose not to right now, but right. we'll have occasional, like, we've been a lot less strict. Like, we'll have cheeses and stuff, but okay. I definitely, I don't think I'll ever have meat again. I feel like your insides would, like, hate yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to, like, reintroduce it into my diet. Yeah, for sure. like, very slowly. Yeah. But that went on a tangent. That's okay, though. We want everyone to live. We want everyone to live. We want everyone to not be assholes and to live. <laughs> um, does truth really prevail without evidence? Ooh, that's hard. I'm feeling kind of confused by this one. Because like, when I think about like telling the truth, we can't really have evidence of what our truth is. Not always. Sometimes, yeah. yes. But when I think of like scientifically, I, I want the evidence. Yeah. It's like a truth and trust thing, I think. Yeah. That one's hard. This one hurts me. Yeah, head. that one hurts my head. <laughs> I'm not ready for that one. That one's more of like yeah. a 3 a.m. question. 
We'll yes. do a late night episode one night. Ooh, that'd be funny. We'll have to be together for that because we stay up too yeah, late. Yeah, we would. <laughs> well, it'll be us painting and yeah, and then we'll just talking. look up and be like, "Does truth prevail without evidence?" We'll get very I don't philosophical. know. I'm painting Squidward on a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch that one. We'll go to the next one. Yep. What past activity has most made you feel alive? I'm trying to think of like a specific situation, but like I feel like any time where I can like just be like fully immersed in the moment. So like roller coasters or like seeing something new in nature that I've never seen before. Um, dancing. I love dancing. But like things that you can just like be in the moment where like all of your senses are just like yeah. tingling and feeling good and just like there. For sure. You know? Yeah, mine's definitely, I was going to say, like, specific moment, um, like, most recently, probably two, and they were both doing the same thing, was we went to Arizona, and we climbed Mount Lemmon on our bikes, Yes, and it's, I think it's 30 miles of climbing. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the elevation, but it was, like, a three-hour ride, and it was just one of those things where, like, you just don't pay attention to anything, and you just looking Mm -hmm. at the world around you and it was one of those like holy shit like people don't get to experience like a lot of people don't experience this they'll never see this and that's what I've always said like I love riding my bike because I get to see places that you'll never see Mm -hmm. like if you're just driving through a town but yeah I would say that and then another one same thing we went to Greenville South Carolina and we did this climb Mm -hmm. Or we did this ride. And this one, I think more so feel alive because I went through, I think, every freaking emotion under the sun. (laughs) Because the first climb, I'm with Tyler and our friend Kyle, who combined, I think the two of them weigh 260 pounds. (laughs) We um, were climbing and I am dying. I'm like rolling backwards every pedal stroke. I'm like, oh. Uh. and people are just passing me all these guys like just zoom 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 passing me yep. and I get up to the hill and, or the up to the top of the climb and I'm crying and Tyler and Tyler and Kyle were like you did it like they were so supportive and everything and yes. afterwards Tyler was like I warned him I knew you were gonna be crying <laughs> but it was again one of those things where it was like it's a grind. I can't believe I did that I can't believe like this view like what am I doing yes. like I'm just experiencing life right now but yeah, you go through every emotion. Mm-hmm. Or I think those like super early mornings where you watch like the sunrise yeah. or the, watching the sunset in like a really pretty All location. The colors. Yeah. Like I feel like those moments when you feel like it's more than just you. Yeah. Or where you can truly not have a thought in your head. Yes. And you're just like. Mindfulness. Yeah. You're just like, wow. You're just like watching a bird on a branch and you're just like, huh, I wonder what he does all day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wish I was a bird and could fly around. Yeah. I like I liked that, that question. That one, one was a very warm one. Yeah. The next one isn't. Ugh. Is suffering necessary to live a meaningful life? I feel like this is similar to the um one of the other ones we answered. Yeah. But I don't think so. I don't think so either because suffering to me connects to like dramatic Yes. Yeah. And like misery. Yeah. Not not so much of like a, I lost my job suffering. Yeah. Because that, yes, you got to go through stuff. You got to go through stuff, but you don't need to be like suffering, suffering. No, especially when you're saying a meaningful life, like, no, absolutely not. No. Your life Mm -hmm. is meaningful no matter what. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. How do you give, fully give yourself to someone without losing who you are? Ooh. 
This is a hard one. But also easy at the same time. Because I mean, it's sticking to who you are, sticking to your boundaries, communicating well with the person that you're with, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. a lot of checking in with yourself too, having really good friends who call you out if you're acting differently. Yeah. And I think is like the whole concept is a lot easier to do when you're like with the right person or surrounded by the right people, whether like relationships or friendships, because yeah, it's easy to share pieces of you when Mm -hmm. it's like right, I guess. That makes a lot of sense. The without losing who you are is the hard part. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to like morph into somebody else or like Mm -hmm. let go of some of their habits. Yeah. So I think it is like finding someone who also cherishes who you are Mm -hmm. and like validates that like you are amazing just the way you are. And it's fun to pick up on someone else's funny quirks. Yeah. Or hobbies and habits. And so I think like when you and I are together, we just kind of morph into one person. Oh my God. Even though we're very different. (laughs) (laughs) But I think too, it's because we have such a good like foundation of trust too. Yeah. We're like, even though when we are together, we do morph, like we're still ourselves at the same time. Yeah. I like this one. It's, it's like very like thought provoking, but also like gives a sense of like individuality individuality and how to like get along with other people Mm -hmm. that's a good one that's a good one when people say live a good life what does a good life look like i think that means something different for everybody yeah but when i think of like a good life i think about like can i just be financially stable can i continue to help other people travel when i can laugh as much as i can be around those that i love and find like content yeah I think content is definitely key. And just to be able to like, uh, not like the work to live mindset. Yeah. Like have everything you need, not to get by, but like to get by and just to be able to just take a Sunday and just go sledding. whatever. (laughs) Yes. And not have a care in the world and do that until you're 80. Yes. And then start caring because the clock's ticking. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, technically the clock is always a ticking. (laughs) But I like, I, yeah, I think living a good life is just like what helps you find fulfillment. Yeah. And it still, again, to find something that you're passionate about. That's yeah. like, that's like a whole different thing. But like, I feel like everybody has to have something that they're passionate about. Yes. At some point. Like that, I think that's like, that is, that's a good life. If you're passionate mm-hmm. about something and you like work towards it. Let's go. Yeah. You're probably living a good life. I like that. Easy peasy. Check. Check. Next. Okay. When I am no longer here, what will people remember about me? This is a deep one. The last question. <laughs> mm. What will people remember? The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but on like a serious note, I think a lot of people would remember me by just like my funniness and like my caring and like I'd do anything for anybody type of a thing. Yeah. I would agree. Definitely, like, the drop anything person. I was going to say friend, but just person in general. (laughs) You'll drop anything for everybody. I will. (laughs) No wonder I'm so tired. (laughs) I think that would be the biggest thing that people would take away and just, like, how, like, not serious I am in, like, a good way. Yeah. Your ability to, like, bring, like, a positivity to things Mm -hmm. or just a fun mindset, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. What about you, dude? What do you think? People remember that I will. I have a gap in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the London look before the, the London, London look was a thing. 
because I am very aware of it. Um, <laughs> I feel like I would say similar things to you. I don't think I mm-hmm. wouldn't consider myself a drop everything person because I feel like I have a little bit more selfish tendencies, but, um, which is good boundaries. Definitely one to crack a joke at the most, okay, yeah. even the most wrong times. Um, yeah, like to be able to like bring humor into situations in life and not take things too serious. In such a calming presence you bring too. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Those are all. And just like you're driven because like not only do you do like crazy races that I would never even fathom even trying, but also just like starting your own business and doing a lot of like your own things that are scary. Like you do take risks. Yeah. And they always work out. So I think just like your hard drive to to be what you want to be. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a that was a fun. That was cute. Thought provoking day. We got heavy. Then we got light. We're feeling all right. Some jokes. Dropping bars. Making raps. All the time. With our friends. On a ship. In the ocean. Take a dip. With Snoop. Ooh. <laughs> Snoop. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> wrap her up. <laughs>